43 and 44 we are going to have some fun today well we always try to have fun uh, but we we're going to do some work today uh, no leave that one there for now let me put this here for now praise the lord if you have Acts chapter 2, verse 42, say amen. amen. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship. Can you say the fellowship? The fellowship. They, they devoted themselves. Devote. They completely vowed themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, that is communion, and to prayer. Verse 43, and awe came upon every soul and wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And I think part of the reason why the uh, signs and wonders were being done is because the body devoted themselves to the teaching of the word. Uh, they devoted themselves to the fellowship they devote themselves to communion, remembering the death of our Lord, and they devote themselves to prayer. And all who believed were together. Amen. All who believed were together. Father, Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. We really need you to speak to our hearts in this season, in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, we've been talking the last two weeks about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and you know, this has been a good week for us, though very challenging for us, but it's uh, our family. But it's a good week because this is where we find out um, if the fellowship with the Holy Spirit really works. Amen. And we said that that word fellowship uh, means communion with the Holy Spirit, a sharing of our lives with the Holy Spirit and intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. That's what we want to do. And we use the acronym, when it comes to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, we use the acronym CSI, meaning that God wants to do something. God wants to put his hand on our lives in such a way that his hand leaves fingerprints. And when the fingerprints are traced, people realize that nobody else could have done it but the Lord. And we've been hearing some wonderful uh, moves of the Holy Spirit uh, that has been taking place in people's lives as we continue to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Um, but as I was thinking about this word fellowship, and then I went back to Acts chapter 2. Uh, Acts chapter 2 is considered the birthday of the church. And it is Pentecost. Whenever Pentecost comes, depending on the time, 
uh, the way the Easter and the year falls, Pentecost either will occur, uh, usually occurs in May, but sometimes in early June, Pentecost Sunday, that is the birthday of the church. That is uh, the birthday of uh, the church uni universal, the ecclesia, the called out ones. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking uh, of this word ship, because we said fellowship is two fellows and a ship. As a matter of fact, this word fellowship, fellowship is derived from, uh, uh, I think it's an old French word, might be old English word, but the derivative of the word fellow means partner and ship means position. So for example, dictatorship is the position of a dictator. Fellowship is the position of a partner. Okay, so when we are in fellowship, you are my partner. Are you following me so far? Um, so now, I, I, and so I was pondering, and I said, and I heard the Holy Spirit said to me, uh, Brian, what kind of ship is Pentecostal Tabernacle? What kind of ship is Pentecostal Tabernacle? We are a fellowship, the fellowship of the brethren. It's not, you know, notice he didn't, we're, we're not a individual ship. No, we're not, you can't, you can't have fellowship by yourself. <laughs> and I believe that the cross is an indication of what fellowship should look like. Fellowship with the Father and fellowship with each other. And he says, how can you have fellowship with me if you can't have fellowship with each other who you see regularly? Mm. Lord said to me, what kind of ship is PT? And I thought about three kinds of ships. And I believe there could be more ships, but I thought of three general kind of ships with, with regards to, um, um, for a better word, uh, vehicles that caught, that um, bring people to a certain destination. And as I, as I have observed churches, I found that churches many times can fall into these three kind of categories. The first kind of ship is a cruise ship. A cruise ship. Can you say amen, elder, elder race? <laughs> cruise ship. Nobody goes on a cruise ship to work. Mm -hmm. You, as soon as you, as soon as you cross that plank, you're on vacation. You're going to eat all the food you can eat. You're going to the late nights and you're, I mean, everybody's just having fun. You're not thinking about the people who are setting up your room and, uh, you know, uh, turning over your bed and leaving the little chocolates and, and, and if you haven't been on a cruise, the real good ones even take, uh, towels and make uh, designs out of the towels, okay? Some of you have been on a cruise, you know what I'm talking about. And, and 
it's just, it's just a holly jolly time. It's, you, you're just, you're, you're, you're just, you know, eating with people you don't know. You, 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 hey, Bob, how you doing? Now, Bob's in the cabin. I mean, you're just, you're just, you know, you, you, you're planning your tours on the, I mean, you are not thinking about work. You just are cruising. And sadly, some people look at church as a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Mm. We 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 meet different crew members. Hey, Jamie, how you doing? Hey, Rich, how's things going? No, we're just we're just having a blast. The ship is moving, but we're not part of the movement. We have drinks. Mm-hmm. Communion. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. We have a buffet every Sunday after service. In fact, some say, you know, I even get get I even get through with this preaching and this hallelujah stuff so I can get downstairs and see my buddy, so we can catch up. Hey, did you see the games this week, man? I mean, that Russell Westbrook, I don't know, and Durant, and, you know, and, and we, I, I can hardly wait to get to church to catch up with my buddy so we can cruise. Mm. So we can buffet. And if you've ever been on a cruise, they even have night shows. And rather than worship, we watch the praise team. Wow, they're really good. <laughs> Shine a light on the sea. You do that when you don't remember the words. Shine a light. <laughs> and we're just watching. And then we leave this. And man, that praise team. That drummer. Oh my good. That keyboard. I mean, that whole, wow. This is, man, that, that folks are tight. I wonder what they're going to sing at the next show. <laughs> Holy Spirit moves in a certain song. We sing it three weeks in a row. And the third time, you no, know, because again, we're on the cruise ship. They're singing that song again. Boo, boo, hiss. Cruise ship. Turn your name and say, neighbor, are you on a cruise ship? <laughs> cruise ship cruise ship now the sad thing about a cruise ship the sad thing about a cruise ship is that no matter how long your cruise is it comes back to the place where you started January 1st, 2016. I mean, we're even in the spa. And then December 31st, 2016. Oh, we're here again. Then some of us a little deeper. We're not a cruise ship. The next cruise, the next ship is what I call a ferry ship, a ferry ship or a ferry boat. Now, 
A ferry boat is different from a cruise ship. Um, if you've ever been to St. Martha's Vineyard, you know that you have to take a ferry to get from one part of the Cape to the other. Anybody following so far? And so you get on the ferry and you, some may even drive on the ferry, some may even bring their uh, bicycle on the ferry, but they get on the ferry and the ferry, you know, and it goes to where it needs to go. And on the ferry, you're not trying to make friends. Mm -hmm. You ain't trying to talk to anybody. You, you, you're not even trying to, you, at best you get a meal to hold you over. They ain't serving filet mignon on a ferry. You know, you may take a, get a Snickers bar, maybe even a hot dog, but the point of the ferry is I'm just trying to get from point A to point B. Can I get a witness? I, I'm just, I'm just, hey, so what's your name? Hey, I ain't trying to talk to you. I'm trying to. And so there's some folks who church is just a way of getting them from point A to point B. Hi, my name is Elder Anita. Look, I ain't trying to know who you are. I just came in here to get from point A Sunday to point B next Sunday. And this pill called Pentecostal Tabernacle helps me to get there. I ain't trying to know anybody. As a matter of fact, I come purposely after the worship so I don't have to get into that hallelujah stuff. I just want to hear a nice word that's going to be affirming and going to strengthen me so that I can get through from point A to point B. Some people, it's even deeper. I'm just trying to get from earth, point A, to B, heaven. And I don't want to be meeting anybody. I don't want to be involved. Here, you got my money. Beat it. I'm on a ferry. You know what? I ended up in Boston. Don't know how in the heaven I ended up here. But I am just trying to get from point A to point B, the next job, the next transfer, so that I can get out of this place. And it seems like these messages and your hallelujah songs kind of get me through. But after, but after, whoop, shoot, when nine, when 10 o'clock, quarter past 10, whenever you, whenever you give the blessing back, uh, Bishop, I'm out of here. See you all next week. Maybe. Mm. So we have some folks who look at church as a cruise ship. We have folks who sometimes look at, crew at church as a ferry ship. Point A to point B. I'm just getting to the next point. I want a discussion. I don't want to be talking to folks. Just leave me alone so I can get to point B. But I want to talk about a ship that I think PT is. Someone gave me this word a couple of weeks ago, and I pondered it, and I said, yeah. PT is not a cruise ship. 
PT is not a ferry ship. PT is a Viking ship. It's a Viking ship. It's a battle ship. Vikings, if you ever watch any Viking programs, and uh, I had been following uh, one on the History Channel, and Ragnar. And anyways, uh, if you catch it. But there's the Viking ship. They're not cruising. They're not saying, you know what? Let's go... Let's go to England and see what's going on there. The, the Vikings are about one thing, taking territory. They ain't trying to be your friend. They are trying to take territory. Are you following me so far? And we'll talk about this later about, about the Vikings. But... On a cruise ship, the passengers, and that word passenger is an old French word, which means the passerbys, they pass by. The passengers, um, on a cruise ship, the, the passengers aren't involved in the movement of the ship. In, the, in a ferry ship, passengers are not involved with the movement of the ship. But in, on a Viking ship, the passengers move the ship. Yes. Not only do the passengers move the ship, but the passengers are also the warriors on the ship. Yes. So after they keep finished rowing, they get off the ship and take territory. PT is a Viking ship. Amen. I'm going to ask uh, Zach and Nia to come. One reason why I asked them is because they got leadership written all over them. Hmm? Yeah, that's why. Okay. So you are my Viking ships. Okay. Now, as my uh, Viking ship, I'm going to ask you to start rowing. Now, you know what? Let me do this. If you could stand up for a moment. Just move over slightly. Good. That way it gives you room. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to start rowing. Ready? Start rowing. Okay. Okay, so what do you notice about the way they're rowing? Different what? Different strokes. What else? Different cadence. Anybody else? Pace, what? The way they're holding it. Okay, so, um, so as much as they want to make progress, in fact, somebody just stopped. <laughs> but this is all good. 
This is all good. Because you have people holding it differently. You have people moving at different paces. So what's going to happen many times is that the ship is not going to be run efficiently. And for that matter, if, as we see, uh, uh, near, let me see, I can borrow this. Where you feel more comfortable. Okay. So Nia, you know, she's rolling at a different pace than Zach, Ezra rather. And she's holding it differently. And Ezra's holding it differently than uh, Nia. So let me ask you a question. Start right there. Why are you holding it like that? This is what you're supposed to do? Uh -huh. How do you know you're supposed to do that? Hold it like that. Oh, so you, 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 went, you went rowing before? Okay, so he, so okay, so he's gone canoeing and kayaking before. How about you? Have you ever gone canoeing and kayaking? Once on a field trip, okay. And did they teach you how to hold the, the uh, paddle? Like this? Okay. Okay. How many times have you gone? Twenty times. Twenty times. And you've only been and you've only been done been with uh rowing how many times? Once. Okay, so if he went twenty times and you went once, what do you think you should do? Mm-hmm. Okay. See that? See that? He's been 20 times, and he's been once. Chief's been once. Help me, Jesus. It's, it, I, it, I got back late from the hospital. She, uh, she's once. So my whole point is, is that if you see somebody who's been walking this walk longer than you have, it would behoove you to watch that individual. Or as Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we follow me as I follow Christ. You don't, how, you don't know how to pray? Get around a prayer. You don't know the scriptures? Get around somebody who knows the scriptures. Are you following me so far? The, the, the pastor or the bishop or the elders can't do everything. Are you following me so far? And so now we get them rolling really wonderful. Okay, now here's the problem, and that is, uh, the, although she's holding it right, they're still kind of rolling at different paces. Okay, and this is where I want to get to. You can slow down for a moment. Okay, is that is that um, as this ship is moving. Somebody has got to create the pace for the ship to move efficiently and effectively. So when, um, when the battleship was about to move forward, everybody follow me? There were three different paces that the battleship moves at. 
we won't count, we won't talk about the first obvious pace, meaning that they're kind of just going along, just, you know, just cruising, so to speak. But then all of a sudden, when they realize something is about to happen, they go into what they call battle speed. Okay. And I'll use an acronym, set the bar, so that we understand what's happening at PT. Because you see, our theme this year is what? Faster. So we got to decide what speed are we at? So there is battle speed. Second, there's attack speed. And then third, there is ramming speed. Oh my. Battle speed, attack speed, and ramming speed. Battle speed can be found in Joshua chapter 4, verses 1, 10, and 11. Let me not turn my back to you yet. It says, all the people had crossed the Jordan. Are you with me? The priests who were carrying the ark stood in the middle of the river, and when everyone was safely on the other side, the priests crossed over with the ark of the Lord as the people watched. The armed warriors from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh led the Israelites across the Jordan just as Moses directed. These armed men, about 40 strong, these armed men were, what does it say there in red? Yeah, they were ready for battle. They were ready for battle. I love this. This is New Living Translation. And the Lord was with them as they crossed over to Jericho. Battle speed. They were ready for battle. They were ready for battle. Are you with me so far? Then there is attack speed. Attack speed can be found in 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 1. Stay with me here because we're going to get to the good part quickly. 1 Samuel 23, verses 1 to 5. New Living Translation. One day, news came to David that the Philistines were at Kilah, or Keilah, stealing grain from the thresh from the threshing floors, not that they were stealing the harvest. David asked the Lord, should I go and attack them? Yes, go and save Keilah, the Lord told him. But David's men, watch this, but David's men were afraid even here in Judah. They were afraid even here in Judah. Sometimes, even while you're in praise, you can still be afraid. We certainly don't want to go to Keilah to fight the whole Philistine army. We don't want to go. So David asked the Lord again. And again, the Lord replied, go down to Keilah for I will help you conquer the Philistines. Tell somebody, God's going to help you conquer. Tell somebody else, God's going to help you win. 
see, you need to understand that the reason why you're not getting help right now, either because it's not God's time, or God wants to make sure that he gets credit for all of the victory. So David and went to Keilah. They slaughtered the Philistines, took all their livestock, and restored and, and rescued the people of Keilah. Then there's ramming speed. Oh my. Ramming speed can be found in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And Jesus says, And I tell you, Peter, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's ramming speed. So we're going on attack speed. We'll start with battle speed. Battle speed, which means that I have to set a cadence for you so that you will roll in agreement. So when I'm going to keep a beat like this. And on the first boom, you're going to go boom, 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 boom. You got it? That's the cadence. Okay? So, ready? Battle speed. Are you ready? So what happens is we're just cruising along right now. Ah, you didn't wait. You got what? Remember, boom, 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 boom. Come on, boom. What? What? Four. Boom, boom, boom. Watch me. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. Boom, boom. Good. Good. Girl power. Good. And then all of a sudden, we're getting battle speed. Just listen for the cadence. Good. Then we go to attack speed. speed. He clap for him? Wait a minute. You're not, you, you got to roll. You're not rolling in cadence. Ready? Good. Somebody got to give the cadence. 
the Holy Spirit gives the cadence. And he gives the cadence through the pastor. Because the Holy Spirit shows the pastor where we need to be at a certain time. So even though you may not understand why we're going faster, and even the pastor may not understand why we're going faster, the Holy Spirit knows. And right now as a church, we are at battle speed. We have crossed over, but we have got to make sure that we are armed for the battle. Let me give you a quick illustration and then we'll let the children go. Battle speed answers the question, what or who? In other words, you kind of, God puts you in a place and you, you sense something is about to happen. Does anybody sense that something is about to happen in PT? Yes. But you're not quite sure what's going to happen, but you sense something's about to happen. And so it's that what that's nag, nagging at you. And then, uh, and then you move to attack speed, meaning that you, you move from what to kind of who. Like, you're like, okay, now I see what the target is. Are you with me? So now I'm speeding up because now I know what the target is. So at first you're kind of moving fast, but you don't know where the target is, but you know you need to pick up the pace. Are you with me? But then all of a sudden, you see the target and you say, oh, that's what we're supposed to attack. And you start moving faster. Are you with me? But then the final one is ramming speed. And that's when you got to get enough speed so that you can have a divine, powerful encounter. In other words, you got to pick up enough speed so that when you penetrate the gates of hell, the gates of hell can't stop you from break getting your break through. And the reason why some of us ain't getting a breakthrough is because we're not at ramming speed. We're still cruising. And all of a sudden God shows us this is the place you're supposed to break through. But, but you spent so much time cruising, you don't have enough speed to break through. I'll give you an example. It was shared Friday morning. Powerful testimony. Someone shared they were going shopping. And they went shopping with their child and they kind of never, I, I, I think they said they'd never been in this, this particular store before. So they're in the store and they're kind of in the store and they're sensing something, but they're not sure why, what they're sensing. And so they're just waiting for their child to get their, you know, whatever they were getting. Okay, that's battle speed. Are you following me? Battle speed. My antennas are up. Something's happening, but I don't know what's happening, but I know something is happening. Can I get a witness out here? Some of us don't even have our antennas up, so don't know, we don't even know something is happening. But something is happening. That's why you have to pray in the Holy Spirit and spend time in prayer so that the Holy Spirit can all of a sudden, uh, we call it prompt your heart to say, 
I'm, I'm doing something. You need to pay attention. That's battle speed. So now she's paying attention. And then finally, as, as the daughter's in the line to, to buy something, uh, the Holy Spirit says to the, to the, to the individual, that cashier, I want you to pray for that cashier. All right, I'll pray. No, no, no. I want you to ask the cashier if you could pray for them. God, I've never done anything like this before. But again, hey, I, this is now a tax speed, meaning that, first of all, I'm in the store. I know, don't know why I'm in the store, but I'm in the store. Lord, have mercy. And now the Holy Spirit says, I'm showing you where the attack is. Pray for that cashier. Mm. Pray for the cashier. So, of course, remember, uh, David said they, they were in Judah, but they were still afraid. There's nothing wrong with being afraid. There's nothing wrong with saying, God, are you sure? Come on, folks. What if I miss this? What if I'm wrong? Come on, folks. Sometimes you just have to do it afraid. So they walk up. So, so then they went to attack. They went from attack to ramming. Ramming means now the encounter. So they go to the cashier and they say, um, do you mind if I can pray for you? If, do you mind if I pray for you? And the person just looked at them. And of course, now the devil's saying, you idiot. Come on, folks. Obviously, you didn't hear from God. You ought to be embarrassed. She thinks you're a kook. I need to get five again. So she's like, well, I'm already a fool, so let me ask again. Can I pray for you? The cashier said, yes, you can. And when the cashier put out her arms, she just, the, the person who the Lord spoke to found out that the cashier was a cutter. Who knows if that day that cashier was going to commit suicide or be successful in the cutting. And maybe God was saying, I just need you to pray so that she can make it one more day to have an encounter with somebody who will finally break through and allow her to receive Jesus Christ. But if she doesn't live past today, there'll be no Jesus Christ. You have no idea who God wants us to encounter. You got to pick up the pace, folks, because lives could be depending on you. For that one moment, for that one moment, that member went in, broke through the gates of hell, and grabbed that woman and said, I'm just going to save you for one more day. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know what God is doing in Cambridge. Change of new city manager. There's going to be a new commissioner of the police department. There's a new school superintendent. There's, there's a new, there's a whole lot of changes taking place. All I know is we have got to at least be a battle speed. So that when it's time to attack and ram, the gates of hell won't stop the places that God wants to send us.